0: You're listening to a DM podcast.
1: We are underway.
2: G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. Uh, We are a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK and I'm here with the boys. G'day Andy. Chill. How
0: you going TK? Gorbs? (laughs) Corby. Hello, mate. He's thrown him off guard.
2: Already. (laughs) With the whistle. (laughs) We're 26 seconds in and we're already gibbering. A big shout out to one of our top fans, one of our best friends, Curtis McNamara. He's had a little bit of a a sook (laughs) that we haven't been calling him out. So, hi, Curtis.
0: He did draft very well. So, he'll be on his high horse.
2: Also, a big shout out to the Japanese people and the Hong Kong people. (laughs) Top 50. You are. Cambodia top 15 Fiji top 5 Bula we're back Bula, Bula. we're back from Fiji <laughs> I talked to the what's it called the tourism to kind of get us a little <laughs> visa over to Nandi
0: when you fly in you'll see a talking league uh, banner above, <laughs> above the elevator coming down but I
2: heard they're very very excited and I hear that Fiji and Bitter want to sponsor us too so there's a few cartons on the way boys FB but on yeah. tonight's show, boys, we'll be catching up with Wacko Whispers. It goes for about half an hour, so there's plenty of goosey goss. He's you know he's one of the best in the business in terms of like bringing that late mail. So we will we get that early mail before round one? And then we'll bust into the edges, which will be quite handy today. But before that, our talking league fantasy and tipping comps that's open now. So five hundred dollars cash prize for first place is also free to enter. So head over to talkingleaguepod.com for more details, where all the info will also be in the episode notes. Our Facebook's back, so head over to either Facebook or Instagram. Same name, Talking League Pod, Twitter at Talking League one Come jump in and carve us up on our posts. We love it. And also, if you can continue to share the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that is most appreciated. All right, let's start today's show with Wacko Whispers. All right, guys, joining us on the line is Wacko Whispers. You can find him on Twitter at Wacko Whispers for all the latest NRL news and also breaking Breaking late mail on injuries and any pullouts as well. Wacko, welcome to the podcast, bud. Evening. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, mate. Let's start with some late mail. And we're only, what, a week away now, eight days. But starting with Storm and Souths, a little bit of news now. Mate, the first one I was going to pick your brain on, and you're the first that kind of brought it up, was a little bit of mail that Finucane's going to start from the bench and because of the dual captaincy?
3: Yeah, just... um Going off what happened last week in the trial where Christian uh, Welsh started at lock as a late switch up. Mm. And um, yeah, there's been a bit of mail going around that the coach wants to make sure that he either keeps Bromwich and Panukin one on the field one time. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on that coming into the first round against the Prevados.
2: That's interesting, mate. Branko Lee, he missed last week's game. You he reported yeah. he's, he's pretty close to playing. What's your latest on him?
3: Uh, oh, cool. 50 they're saying. So either he'll play and um, be on that right edge with um, Remus Smith, mm. or if he's not available, uh, Gun Gun Dean Oramea, who's been promoted to the top 30, uh, his 50-50 chance of making his taboo in round one.
2: A little cheapy there
3: The like good thing I like about him is when he's on the field, he's still only young, but he's always full of energy. Yeah. Wanting to bring it up and, you know, might make the odd bad defensive read, I think. He might have made one in the trial on the weekend, mm. but yeah, just hearing good things coming out of Melbourne about him.
2: Yeah, Waco, with with Branko. Do you expect him to line up in the centres, or do you expect him to line up on the wing?
3: Uh, my, I, I would say oh, I don't really know. I'd say probably on the wing, and has uh, Rena Smith you in the centres. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't been like haven't been getting much mail out of Melbourne with all this crap, all the COVID stuff going down there with all mm-hmm. training. So. Interesting to
2: see what happens. Yeah, Waggo, Souths are an interesting because last week they rested a couple of players and they still smashed the Dragons in that game on Saturday. But Jaden still was a little bit of concern because he pulled out of that game and he's carrying. Was it a hamstring injury? Was it?
3: Um, I heard an arm injury. But yeah, from what I heard, probably two or three weeks ago, he hadn't been training with the squad for the last few weeks. Yeah, and was going to be ruled out. So that's going to be interesting because it will affect what happens with hosting Kualoa Matangi. So I, I really like Koala Matangi mm. um, this season. So I really hope he, you know, has a breakout season and uh, makes that role permanent. If it's on the right, all good and well. If it's on the left, um, forms that combination with Walker and and uh, and yeah. So hopefully, it should be a good buy this year.
2: Yeah, you've watched footy for a long time, okay? like when you when you had a look at they came out last week. Like Keon lined up in Sewer's normal position on the right, and then Host on the left. Also for Manly. Grzelowski, he day he had a crack in the first half on the left, and then Davy came on weirdly on the right. Do you take much yeah. kind of carriage of kind of where they line up in the trials?
3: I I, I do. Like well, just going off of that, you you would think that in the pecking order that Davy's sitting behind Sirenen, not again. Yeah, who, that's why right I saw it left. as
2: well. Yeah. Because
3: the the other one um, with that also. Um, I mispronounced his last name, but Himoli Cola, or something like that. He didn't play in the trial also. Yeah. And I've been hearing good things about him, but he's been training with the, in the reserve grade spotted during scrimmages.
1: Okay.
3: So he was the one I, I had my eye on. Who, so so who, um, yeah, playing in the trial, and I think he'll make it around one side also.
2: Okay. Sorry. Was that for Manly?
3: Yeah, for Manly. Sorry,
2: okay. Man. Yeah, yeah, cool. And then on the south... Him,
3: Himoli Oka. I can't pronounce his uh, last name.
2: I'll, I'll look it up, mate, definitely. Mate, on the south side, so do you think Host is in, in front of Keon now? No, no. no.
3: From, okay. what, from what I've heard from training, is Keon was preferred on the left, and he just switched over to the right when Sewell was out, and I'm expecting Keon to start with um, Host on the bench.
2: Okay. Now, moving on to the, the next game, which can be the... Kind of five, the six o'clock, are on the Friday, which is the Knights. Really disappointing on their trial on the Saturday, but they were seeing Mitch Barnett and Hemel Hunt. Are you expecting both of those two guys to be lining up?
3: Yeah, and uh, Kurt Mann also coming back 5'8, replacing um, Crossland. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, other than that, uh, the, the only other real thing with that um, is whether he runs with a um, backup hooker on the bench for Braylon mm. um, or whether he runs with his like, the Big four forward bench like with three pops in the
2: second row or he could have a utility on the bench mm. in Crossland or, you know, someone like that. Yeah. The, on the dog side now, you know, Nick Kotrick got injured. Uh, they were saying it was only minor, but Jake Averillo, he's kind of racing the clock. Also Napa and Raymond Faitala Mariner. Just before we go on to those three, we're talking about the edge again. Did Were you surprised that Adam Elliott lined up in the left edge where Faitala Mariner was pretty good last year?
3: Um, from from what I've heard, Ritala Maren is probably going to come back through the middle, okay. just to get fit into him before, because he didn't have ankle surgery till late in December, I think it was. Yep. So he was pretty much behind the eight ball to begin with. Um, so he may come back through the middle, and um, the the interesting thing that I uh, noticed during the trial with the doggies mm. um, was with Kotrick, him and Meany were swap in defence were swapping on the fourth tackle. Okay. With Cotstrick on the wing, dropping back for the kick return. Yeah. Why mean he stayed in the centre?
2: That's that's a good trend. I actually missed that altogether. Mate, that's a that's a great one. Mate, what do you make of Avarillo? Do you think being a rookie half, do you think he walks back into the team if he's fit?
3: Uh yes. Going going from what the coaches said and what I've heard, he'll be straight in uh, round one and all going well will be fit. With Napa the really fifty fifty question whether he
2: is fit or not. Beautiful. Mate, moving to the Broncos' para game now, Tommy Dearden, he's made way now for Brodie Croft. Do you think it's a bit of a power move given that, you know, Dearden's manager is kind of shopping him out to the Cowboys?
3: Most likely. You've got to try and drive up their price somehow. So, um, yeah, it's hard to read that. You know, it's Kevin's first big call as a coach.
1: Mm.
3: Whether it's the power play from the old boys and the Broncos, you know, you, you don't really know.
2: Wacko, what do you make of TPJ? Do you think he's a middle? And then also Jordan, Ricky, are you expecting him to start in that round one team?
3: Yeah, R- Ricky will start. Pangae will probably start in the third inning, but you've got um, Aziada there on the bench, which will rotate with him. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I believe Pangae is a middle player, maybe 50 to 60 minutes a game and try and create that impact. Yep. Uh, it seems like he's. Last season, even though he had the off field issues, that he was over his hamstring injury, um, which dogged his seat previous season. Just a matter of getting confidence back in those hamstrings and hopefully he'll be able to play big minutes in the middle of the season.
2: Yeah, definitely, mate. Moving to Para. Now, they they definitely bought two hookers, you know, Lusick and then Nathaniel Roach as well. Are you expecting Lusick to actually make his way onto that bench for round one?
3: Yeah, um, pretty much Lusick will all but. Yeah, Coach Brad Arthur is guaranteed that Arthur Lusick will be on the bench for round one. Um, so that's an interesting call, as they don't really want to burn Mahoney, um, Mahoney out. So um, pretty much with the Eels, it's probably the easiest 17 that you could, um, mm. you know, predict out of all the teams coming into the round one predicted lineups, because you, no matter how good you are predicting lineups. There will be the old curly one coming up seamless
2: Tuesday. Yeah, definitely. Now Arthur also talked about Junior Paulo possibly playing some really long minutes. As you know, I know that you love your super coach. What's have you had any a chance to have a look at kind of what he does as the bigger minutes?
3: Not really, but it was interesting. Just um, I did see probably seventy minutes of every troll on the weekend. Mm. Didn't watch the end when they, you know, all the reserve grade players came on. Yeah, but then noticed in the minutes uh, column. Uh, just having a look at the stats on um on Sunday, that Polo ended up playing 71 minutes. I'm Mate, not sure if that's right or not.
2: He played some big Is minutes that... from what I was watching. He was there for at least 60, men.
3: Yeah, I, it's, and it's also it's, it's hard to get a guide in the trials because some coaches put their middles out for the whole first half Yeah, and then take them off in the second half. Then other coaches you know, do the normal rotation where they take them off at the 20-minute mark or whatever and bring them back on the second half. And it was interesting this year with only the 1-12 for the first-graders, grade, first graders, how coaches did get the loads up for the players leading into the round one.
2: Yep. Yeah, very interesting. Mate, moving to the Warriors. Paul- yeah, sorry, Wacko.
3: Paulo Paul- Paul could be a good, nice super coach if he does get the minutes because he does like his work.
2: Mm, definitely on the NRL fantasy side as well. I've had a look at him. He's, he might be a bit of a standout. But moving on, mate, to the Warriors. And, they sat out a few of their stars last week, Davis Fusatua and also Chanel Harris-Tavita. Have you got any email about them and their progress for round one?
3: Uh, um, as far as I know, they, they both returned to training. Um, basically, they should be fit for round one. They will have to pass fitness tests. Uh, I think it's either this weekend or early on the early in the week.
2: Yeah. Now, Manly, mate. You, watched, you saw him against your, your Tigers on the weekend. Mate, Josh shushed at us to start. He, for a losing team for a young player, he really stood out, didn't he?
3: He did. He's an awesome little player. Um, really rating. Hard to see where he'll be in, in the 17, but quite um, even drag that utility bench and everything like that.
2: Hmm. Wacko, any mail about how they're going to use Dylan Walker?
3: He will be in one of the centres with... Um, most likely, Sully and um, okay. Parker won't probably make the team.
2: But yeah, yeah, okay. And they could
3: use Parker on the wing if they could, if they had to.
2: Yeah. Any any news on on Kieran Forum and where he would line up? He'll oh, will be five eight. Okay. Uh, Dez, I think deserts are playing some tactics when he's
3: been trying to put that um, four on a hooker male
2: out. Yeah, I remember when I spoke to you about a month ago. You were big on Lachlan Croker at hooker. Is that still your stance? Yeah, yeah, I've
3: got him as one of my starting halfbacks in my fantasy um, squad at the moment. So depending on, or hopefully sick round one, I haven't heard an update um, since the mail came out, but mm. um, did was hearing some good things out of pre-season, how he had been spending most of the time training the hooker with Kate as his backup.
2: Yeah, mate. Moving on to the next game, Penrith and Cowboys. Now, Cade actually started over Martin in the trial. Are you expecting that to happen again?
3: Yes, I would. Like, they, they may get named in the same jerseys where, you know, Martin gets the 12 jersey and C- Cable gets the 17 jersey and comes on as a late change. Mm. Um, but, yeah, from, from reports that I've heard from out of Penrith this preseason, Cable has spent, been spending a lot of time on the edges, um, both on that right edge and uh, replacing Kickow at times on that left edge also. Yeah, And plan is to see Martin play some minutes in the middle also.
2: Yeah, nice one. Cowboys, what are you hearing after the trial – like, Val played really, really well in that second half against the Broncos, albeit against their reserve grade team, but are you hearing any mail or kind of like how they might line up, especially the spine?
3: Yeah, it's very hard. Don't have really any cowbells, mail sort of thing. Um, really hard to tell. It's one of the hardest, you know, teams predict this season, mm. where it could go one way or it could go the other way. So. Very interesting to see what happens on seamless
2: Tuesday. Yeah, for sure. Now, moving on, your Tigers are taking on the Raiders. That should be a good game in the open in the sunny, hopefully sunny conditions as well. But first things first, Croak a little bit of mail that he should, he might even be right for round one.
3: Yeah, well, the, he's actually returned to full training, so he's got the final tick of approval and everything like that. Um, I think it was at the start of this week. Mm. So he'll, whether they risk him in, say, what is it, it's a Sunday game. so. That would be, you know, good 14, 14 days lead up of, of contact um, with the experienced person, uh, player that he is, um, and one of the leaders of the team. I am expecting him to be hit around when I'm playing.
2: Yeah, no one really stood up, did they? They had Tomoko on there, also Sebastian, Chris. None of them did really a lot to really say that they really wanted to be in first grade, mate.
3: Yeah, and Chris, Chris is the uh, Sebastian, Chris is the interesting one. So. I'm pretty sure that he's going to maybe he'll get the last uh, spot in the um, greatest 30-man squad. So, at the moment, trial and uh, train contract. Mm. But most likely, you'll be promoted. And if Croker isn't fit, Chris will be the one that will get the gig.
2: Yeah, nice. Now, mate, moving to your Tigers, they were great on Sunday. Like, again, albeit Manly had a bit of a weakened team. But you can't deny that Dane Laurie was was absolutely sensational, as well as kind of guys like Luke Brooks and... Luciana Lalua, but let's start with Dane Laurie. Like, where does he fit right now, and how does Moses M. By fit in this team?
3: So, tough to find out what's going to happen, but everyone would say that Madge would be crazy not to start Laurie in round one. Mm. You saw the speed around the ruck um, with the new rules, the speed and everything like that. Even if you go back to the Roosters trial the week before, when Laurie was playing five eight in the first half, there was a, there was a major time where we Tigers made a break and Laurie was up on the inside and he dropped the pass. Yep. But speed wins games, and that's what he provides. And with James Roberts also coming to the Tigers, we've got good speed in our squad now.
2: Yeah, definitely, mate. Mate, what do you make of the hooker rotation? Because both were equally as good as each other, Little and Simpkin. But as a fan yourself, what are you making of the two, mate?
3: I would predict that Simpkin would be a starting hooker by around 10. Okay. So very highly rated. Um, he's that bit small, but he's got that power where he drives up in the tackles and from what I saw, held his own in the trial. Yep. Um, Liddell injuries have ruined his career but I just hope that he can have an injury free season and um, yeah and by whether he's still with us um, he might you know he could be leaving he could stay but my issue is with all the uh, Lorry and everything is that if you go for one of Liddell or um, Simpson in, in your squads, you've also got to worry what is going to do because he could the round one, he could play left centre if Joey Lewis' foot's not right. Yeah, he could play five eight. You don't. He could be bench hooker. He's one of those players where it's probably utility hurts him. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm predicting he'll be on the utility player off the bench for most of the season, which would mean I either Lovey or thinking wouldn't be in the 17. Yeah, makes week
2: makes sense, mate. You were high on Sean Blob before he got injured. The mail out of the Tigers camp for him, like. How serious was it about him pushing Garner for that starting spot?
3: I, I think it was going to be like a 50 50 split. Whoever started would rotate during the game, sort of thing, and one of them would be that bench edgy and cheek hand would make way, sort of thing. Mm. Whether he got, I was hearing he was getting the starting gig, but Garner's had a good preseason also. And as you saw from what Luciano did on the weekend, um, things are looking up for us.
2: Tides to to are. No, you're looking good, mate. Mate, moving to the last game, Dragons and Sharks. Now, a few experiments for the Dragons last week. Josh Kerr on the edge. Like, is there any mail? That it, like, I didn't think it worked at all. I'm not sure if you saw the game, but, yeah, is, it, is this going to continue?
3: I would expect so. Um, basically, new coach, give it a few weeks to see how it goes at uh, full mm.
2: um,
3: The other big question is who gets the other wing spot with um, Ramsey, um, Pereira and um, Ravalawa, all yeah. fighting for, you know, two don't go into three-footer things.
2: That's, that's true, mate. What did you make of Jack Birdie? He looked pretty good in patching.
1: Yeah,
3: well, Birdie's interesting. Coming back from ACLs and very tough to do, um, spent the whole pre-season, what, what was he doing, training in the second row. And then three weeks ago, basically got told by the coach that he'd be starting the year in centre and start training there and look ready to start at left centre for... Um, the game on uh, Sunday night against the Sharky.
2: Yeah, very interesting. La- yeah, last team. Sharky's a little bit straightforward. It was only like a really it was only minor for Rudolph and Tom and Tolman to miss that trial, right?
3: Yeah, very minor. Um, the only other one with that is Dugan also that um, yeah, he, he'll he'll be right. Yeah. One, Dugan. Any other main call is um does who wins a fullback spot with basically um, Kennedy and Tracy splitting time in the trials. Yep. I would expect Kennedy to get yeah. a gig and be on the bench.
2: Yeah, I thought Kennedy was really good, actually.
3: And then the other one would be with Talakai um, only been training but only non-contact. Mm. Um, he's expected back in round three. Okay. So the coaches, I think it's the coaches' nephew, Teague Wilton, probably a get the gig on the bench. Yep. And I'm
2: expecting a real big season from hitting this year. Yeah, so am I, mate. Now, let's rip into a few fantasy questions. Now, after watching all the trials, Wacko, Who's a couple of players that probably weren't in your fantasy team that you're kind of either considering or already put in?
3: Well, I've got two here. The main one was I had to find a replacement for Tommy Servo. Okay. Um, so I've am not. i I've never owned him in fantasy before. I've had him super coach. But, yeah, yeah I've gone um, Luttrell after his standout game against uh, the Dragons in the charity shield.
1: Yep.
3: Um, I don't know how he'll go this season, but how – his play on the field will equate to fantasy points. But yeah, hopefully, um, couldn't find really anyone else around that price range that um, I, I, I like in the squad in that squad sort of thing. Mm,
2: he's at a very awkward price, isn't he? Like that kind of yep. high four hundreds. Yeah.
3: The other one, the other one I had um, come off the trial was um, the good old toughest position in fantasy centers. Yep. Um, just looking at Tyrone Peachy. Yep.
2: Um, High price, but Mate, you get that with the Gold Coast. You know how you, you released yesterday a few names from their first grade squad they're actually playing. When you have a look yep. at those names, it's kind of indicating that Peachy's going to get that 14 jersey and maybe play a little bit of hooker, right?
1: Correct,
2: yes.
3: So, like with that, some I think couple of those names were trying to get some minutes into them, also, mm.
1: um,
3: because I, I'm not. Talking about probably Bo Fernell here where he's going to be that fence utility who can play centre, um, lock, second row. Even if they have, have someone go down with concussion on the wing or whatever, they can use him at centre, you know, shuffle the side up. Mm. So I think him getting named, I think it was for the Bears. They play Tweedon the weekend on their final trial before Q Cup starts, mainly because the NRL. Um just get minutes
2: into the leagues also. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's get some... So,
3: yeah, if, if, Peachy, if, he, if he can get that, say, oh, 30 minutes in that middle Yeah. and then Rain plays, say, 50 to 60 minutes and then Peachy plays that last 20 minutes at hooker, mm. it all depends on the game situation also. But he could be looking at, you know, around that 50 minutes on um, the game. And so, I had so many problems with my centres last year in fantasy. It's just uh, <laughs> the so
2: just trying to find one that might stand out and be de- that little nugget. Yeah, I, I definitely think everyone had that same issue, mate. But just moving on a little bit now to a few. You know, we're going to go rookies, cheapies, your mids, and your your premium. One of each. Who's your standout rookie at the moment, Waco?
3: Um, yeah, I've, I've mentioned we've mentioned before. I'd say Laurie. Okay. So um, and also my other cheapie other on my list. I was going to talk about was Croker. Okay. Um, even though he's, again, that 300 mark, is going to be my starting um, half-back with Cleary. Um, yep. So it'll all depend whether he's fit on round one. There's a bit of a question leading in the season with a hamstring injury also.
2: Yeah. Now, next one, mate. Standout cheapy. Standout cheapy. Can't go past. Oh, this is... When I
3: say... Every, I, I, good old Joseph Swal. I know he won't start from here, but, oh, I've got so many wraps around the kid
2: mate he was he was it was good
3: Hopefully last it lives week. Up. yeah so yeah he did pretty well in the media pre, me, media the other day also and pretty much a humble kid and um, him and him and Walker were pretty impressive in that trial on the weekend that was only
2: a reserve age sport yeah wa did you hear any news because Josh Morris got named and then he didn't run out is there any mail floating around that maybe he did something in the warm-up or something
3: no, I've noticed that myself. I didn't see the start of that game, in the last and I took on to ten minutes, and if there was no Cavala was playing at centre.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I I, say I didn't didn't hear all that. Um, have somebody out of training, I think, early next week
2: and see what happens. Okay, interesting that one. Now, next one is, what's your lock mid pricer mate? mate?
3: Um, spoke about getting out it through the teams. Also, I'm looking at Jaden Grayley Yep. Provided. There's no hooker on um, night nice bench, which I don't expect to. But, um, but then you can have Watson filling if uh, if they push comes to shove. But yeah, my lock middle you know, Jaden Braley, be on my bench. Yeah, what um,
2: do you make of Connor Watson actually starting at lock? Did you think maybe I was just having a look and I just think he's too small to start, but I think he'd be great after about half an hour. What's your opinion?
3: Yeah, well, I, I see two things with that. Um, early in the early in the game, and it's Sort of coming prevalent through most teams is where, you know, they've got that ball playing middle forward. Yeah. You can go with a ball playing big forward uh, a la James Graham back in the day. Yep. But a lot of teams are going for that small middle where they sort of have, you know, a smaller person and then the two bigs who they just really designated as that Victor Radley role, passing through the middle and stuff like that. Mm. So, um yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, definitely. Now, your lock premium. I, I might even take a little guess. Seeing that, I'm, I'm going to guess it's the guy that you're pairing with Lachlan Croker. Who's that? Nathan Cleary. Is that your lock? Oh, uh, no. No? Okay. Who you got, mate? The Grand Angus. Yes.
3: Angus Crichton. He was an absolute beast on the weekend. Um, going to be interesting to see from what I've been hearing and what I've been. Um, from training that the Roosters, Crichton's going to play with um, Lamb on that left edge, like they trailed. Yeah, yeah. Which see, Cleary move from the left edge out to the right edge, and play next to Tupa hmm So, it'd be interesting to see what side is the Roosters' dominant attack in half so side of the field, the left or the right. I'd still predict the left because Keary's one of those fullbacks. Oh, sorry, one of those halves that can play both sides. Yep. So, um, yeah, loving um, Angus Carden this year in fantasy and super
2: coach. Mate, he's my draft captain. I got him at pick number five. I am cheering.
3: Grand Angus at five.
2: That's pretty good. That dual positioning too, I think, is going to be, especially the fantasy rules changing a lot with the mid and edge position. Very, very. That's really
3: an unthinkable, isn't it, with fantasy this year? It's going to be whether those edge players who are still named as a mid in fantasy better or you have to go with those middle forwards
2: there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the advantage of I've having sort of, Angus, I've right? gone
3: for, yeah, I've gone for a lot of edges
2: in my middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to get the extra minutes, right? Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. Hope, hope. <laughs> All right. Final question, Wacko. It's just around kind of injured players now. Is there anyone kind of in a little bit of mail that may be a potential earlier return than expected?
3: Um, Lake Green, potentially back round two, but you probably Looking at round four, he wants to be back round two. Okay. But medical staff will probably stay round four. Um, like I spoke about earlier, uh, Talakai is going to be back in round three. Mm-hmm. Um, he would probably come back through reserve grade to um, get some minutes into the legs, oh, legs and shoulder, um, in, minutes into the, um, in the in doing before he jumps back into the NRL squad. Yep. So, and then you've got. Um, Tatala Marovna from the Dogs, who should come back in round one. And Napa's 50-50. I'd probably expect Napa to miss round one and probably come back
2: round two. Okay, perfect, mate. Well, Wacko, I really appreciate all the insights today, mate. Really appreciate it. You can find Wacko on Twitter, Wacko Whispers. got plenty of updates every single day, so definitely give him a follow. But, mate, all the best for the season, mate, and hopefully we'll catch up again during the season. Yeah, definitely, mate. Thanks, my man. Really appreciate it, bud. I'll have it out. It's going to be out on, what's today? Wednesday, Friday. I'll, uh, I'll take you in it. All good, man. Sounds good, mate. Enjoy. I'll catch up with you soon.
3: Yep, definitely. Do it, do it during the season if you want to catch
2: up another time also. Yeah, sounds good, mate. I'd love to. All right, boys, let's kick things off. Let's do a few things in reverse tonight. Corby, <laughs> let's start with an avoid. Loves a throw up. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, love an avoid. Yeah. <laughs> kick out. What do you have got him on the do not touch?
4: Yeah, the the kickout just he's just too much of a highlight thrill, and he can definitely win you games, but he can lose you a lot more with those games where he doesn't get those big attacking stats. Um, in 2018, the 46 average for 60 minutes, 69 minutes, and it sort of went down a little bit to the 43 average, but similar minutes for the uh, last two years. So I think that's he's got his role now uh, around that 65 minutes. Yep and got him at that 0.63 points per minute. Um, He had 10 games in the regular season, less than 40. Mm. For the 568,000 price, you just can't – I don't want to have that sort of player scoring those sorts of points. Too much risk, isn't there? Yeah. 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 He's he's an awesome decoy, and it annoys you when you own him. <laughs> and then a, and then the uh, replacement edge player comes on, runs the same hole, but gets the ball and goes straight through for a try. But Corbs, he's, yeah. he's one of those
2: guys, isn't he? Like he'll be the easiest person to coach in the world because you just show him the the new, like the highlights from the news because that's all he's done all game. <laughs> the three minutes, give him the ball, let him just run run up people. Like it's just all him. The highlights are just him, but that's all he's done in the whole game. He did ragdoll
0: the Panama game. Man, he had some great touches, but, yeah, like you said, Corbs, it's just one in
2: three games. Yeah, it's 100% right.
4: Yeah. I, well, you've just got blokes above him like Hudson Young, um, Luke Garner, Fatala Mariner. I, I just think they've got a bit more value upside and they're similar price. Yeah. So I, I'm avoid for him.
2: Okay. Moving on, Andy, you're going to be avoid on Tyson Frizzell.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, he's such a gun player and it's weird to say and avoid on him. But uh, I think I t- touched on it earlier. He, is, he was the Dragons' main attack. Like He was running every ball and taking every line and hitting it hard. So he basically carried Dragons on top of his back. Mm. The only issue with him coming to Newcastle is they've got a plethora of talent across the board. So he doesn't have to be that guy who has to carry the team. They've got pl- players. They've got Connor Watson now. (laughs) I've got Barnett on the other side. He's a workhorse, so they don't need to go to him all the time. So he may get a couple of attacking stats, but I don't think he's going to get his break even of 55.4. Like, it's massive. Yeah, I just don't see it.
2: Yeah. My avoid is Corey Heruera-Naira. Remember our Canberra episode? I think I put a bit of a mock on him, remember, when I said (laughs) everyone's got him. I hope something happens to him. Next minute, drink driving.
0: Do you, do you think he comes back after? Like he's yeah. a gun player, or he's he just has his-
2: annoyed the shit out of? Suppose, excuse my language, but he has annoyed Ricky Stewart,
0: especially with um, yeah. CHN playing. Oh, sorry, no, with Hudson Young playing out of his skin,
4: and he was playing gun on the mm. weekend. Like, was also, I think he knows. Also, a bit of mail that he um, did a bit of damage to his quad. Don't know how serious it was, but yeah, that along with the strong news that he's uh, not on the good side of Ricky. Uh, I don't think you should. You're definitely just looking towards Hudson Young, but yeah, C.H.M. was that cheap price and had that high ceiling. But yeah, he's. I'm with you on that one, T.K. Yeah, Me especially too.
2: when he re- when you get your career resurrected when it's on the scrap heap, and this guy takes you know. You just you know, got
0: to be careful, don't you?
2: Yeah. So move on, but boys, let's move on to our uh, mids. This probably makes a little bit more sense. Andy, why don't you kick us off with Statili?
0: He's throwing me off again. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Toops. I had him last year. He was a bit fluctuated in scores. Um, yep. Highs of 75, lows of 25. But mm. he's swapping to the right side. Yep. Angus has taken corner spot. Um, I think there's just positives in the fact that he has that spot and the, the rumours of are possibly not coming back. It's it's his spot to lose. So mm. I think maybe that training in that position from the preseason and trying to come in on his own. Kiri on the right side, giving him a bit of extra ball, short ball. So yep. there's, there's definitely upside to him. And his break even is 36. Mm. Pretty low for an edge. Good. It's Especially real low.
2: The way he's looking on the weekend, and I love this because he's in my draft team. He looked like he was <laughs> playing 80 <laughs> minutes, mate. And he was hitting the line hard. He, he always does.
0: That That was does. That was his biggest thing last year. He hit it like Gordon did. They both must be taking inspiration. <laughs>
2: but what you just said about him switching to the right, I think he suits the right more because of the way he plays, and now with that, you know, you just brought up Kiri being with him, guiding him, giving him those short balls. Toops could explode this year, mate. He
0: could, he could be the goods. Now, Cobbs, you're
2: on a reverse, which is fine, but <laughs> that's yeah.
4: what we love on this body. Give me your best, because <laughs> he's in
2: my draft team. Just remember
4: this: he he has no respect for his body. Jeezy runs it hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, mine's just purely based on the money and the value. I just don't see him making too much money based on his stats. 43 average for 80 minutes second row last year. And so I, I just don't think he's going to make enough coin for me to have him fill a spot in my team when you've got the likes of Young and Ricky and potentially maybe yeah, Jackson, Ford, um. This this the second round for the rabbits. I just yeah, I see more money to be made in other places, but he'll still score you well. TK. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're just trying to make me drop him. Yeah,
1: I, possibly. I
0: see. This. There's some underlying reason there.
2: There is a nasty reason behind this. Just because the next news I'm about to announce, you're upset <laughs> and you're trying to take it out of him. He needs another edge. That's what he needs. He does. <laughs> so I heard on good authority tonight that. Jacob Host will be starting for the Rabbitohs. Keon will not be starting; he'll be off the interchange bench. From a very good source, It'd
0: be good to put him in your fantasy team. So I'm,
2: I might, I may as well take this away. Actually, nah. Actually, we'll, we'll leave this for a little bit later. Corby, you may as well stay. But, you, you, you come away with your Dragons guy, Ford.
4: Yeah, yeah. Jackson Ford. It. He doesn't look convincing in getting that second row spot, but he's a watch for that teamless Tuesday. As is about a 1,000 other players. (laughs) I can't wait for that port. I can't wait for it. Uh, Everyone's just got their finger hovering over the button ready to fire, (laughs) but they've just got to wait and see what actually happens with the team list. Yeah, he's a good one. He's dual, uh, so he ticks the box there. I thought he'd absolutely lock down Frizzell's spot, but um, going off the trial, they had Kerr out there, and then we've heard also that they're going to run with that experiment. Why I do not know he got beat so many times <laughs> in defense terrible. out there. Yeah, uh, he's he had scores of 50 and 63, uh, and no tries, so he can rack up those good uh, base stats, mm. which is a, a massive tick for him as well. Uh, and then even just going back to um, a couple of the Matt Elliott quotes, he's a, a long term first grader, ultimate professional, like they're ticking good boxes. Um, from that coaching point of view, and they're picking the team. So, yeah, I, I thought he was – I was a lot more confident after that Dragons pod, and then it sort of died off a little bit just with the trials, but sometimes we read too much into the trials, don't we?
0: Along with those coaches' stats, was there the the, the normal train in the house down as well,
4: <laughs> just oh, to that, add to that? Would have, it would have been <laughs> <there> somewhere. <laughs> I got sick of repeating that one after about three pods.
2: <laughs> he's also got that jewel bar. He's gonna, if he starts in that 13, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got – That dual positioning, which is so valuable this year. We had no idea what's gonna happen on these edges now.
0: No, it's true. And TLT, I can't wait.
2: But moving on, the guy we've Hudson Young, which is Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see at the moment he's a little bit weirdly priced at five hundred and ninety nine K, but break even of forty five. Had a great troll over the weekend, but it's one of those things that he's got the opportunity. He's been given the green light that he will be starting on that edge. Last year, having a look, he had six starts on that edge, averaged 43, only a small PPM of 0.53. So a bit more of a watch list than a buy buy. I just He had one breakout game against the Dragons. He did start off the bench that day, but he hit an 86, so he does have a pretty high ceiling when he wants to go. But he's got that full preseason now, training in that position. He knows he owns that position now, so that confidence should come through to him. And just seeing what he did with that, with Josh Hudson coming back, geez, he makes a difference to some of those guys like Tarpany and Hudson Young. He just, he's a he's a forwards just the way he shoots out a dummy half and able to pick off the runners that he wants with his edges and his middles. I think Hudson Young will improve because of Josh Hudson being there. So he's someone that I really is in my radar. Probably not starting, but he's right up there, especially if I need someone especially if someone gets an injury.
0: It is a real awkward price, isn't it? It is a
2: very awkward price. But if, just say, a Takiyahu was to get injured, I could easily downgrade to maybe a Hudson Young, and hopefully he can pick me up some minutes as well. So someone to keep in your back book there, boys. Yeah, nice. All right, moving on, let's go to cheapies. And Josh, we'll start with you, Corbs, and your namesake, Josh Curran.
4: Yeah, this guy wasn't even on my radar until the trials and seeing his name pop up. I know Katoa is coming back for the Warriors, but this edge uh, in Josh Curran, uh, <clears throat> if he is to get some time there, I mean, you can't have all those big boppers there all the time, can you? I don't know. You, maybe you can with um, Ben murdoch Massilla and the Katoa. Mm. But he had a, a points per minute of 0.85 over the last t- two years. So oh, if he gets that bit of time, because he's bottom price, 246K, if he can get that thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes to come on and give those big fellas a rest, uh, he could make some good money.
2: It's actually funny today because he reminds me so much of Jamie Pura. And I was just having a little article because he's from Patrician Brothers Blacktown, where Jamie went as well, and he's an Australian schoolboy as well. But Jamie wasn't. But just the way they play and that that kind of nice footwork can play with the ball a little bit. That that line he hit off off Nicky Corps. That really showed some, like, he knows what he's doing. He, I think he's ready. I think if he takes a jersey, Katoa could be off the bench for a little while. Well,
0: he was last year, Katoa, wasn't he? he didn't wasn't always starting. So I think there could be a bit of rotation around. But then again, he's only an
2: inexperienced coach. guy, right? He's still learning the game. Like, prior to him signing with the Warriors, I think they said he only had six games of rugby league in his life.
4: Yeah. And his game is all about that impact, isn't it? The yeah, big power big. impact.
2: Can you imagine... BMM and Katoa both coming off the bench after thirty minutes. Some of the yeah. impact they'll have. Like it might make sense that he comes on and he is that defensive juggernaut and maybe protect the lead at the end. But I'm with you, Corbs. I like Josh Curran A Good now. pick. And a very nice price too, isn't he?
4: Yeah. What is that price dollar? again? Sorry? Well, so sorry, two, bottom Two sixty three, is it, Corbs? Oh, it's two sixty three, yeah. Ah, okay. GG's, that's cheap
0: if he's starting second row, too. Yeah.
4: I'm dis- dyslexic. I've got those numbers mixed up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's 682.
2: <laughs> Before I let
4: you take it out with your pick,
2: Andy, I'll just quickly go on Jacob Post while we kind of brought him up. 354K, break even of 28. As, as I did mention, got a little bit of source that he will be starting in round one. Has a really low ownership, and he's actually better priced than Keel. And he's not a dual positioning. That's just only probably the only thing that I did point out that's probably not as good as Keon but the trial game he actually ran for the most meters out of everyone 133 meters he played 63 minutes in that trial 43 points that he picked up having his ppm across his career 0.56 2020 five starts in the second row 55 minutes average for a 33 2019 35 points off 71 minutes and that was seven starts one trend that I did pick up from Wayne Bennett going back to last year Jaden Sewer, Sin- Bailey S- S- Sieranen, and Ethan Lowe were his edge back rollers at different stages before Lowe obviously retired as well. But each one of them all average 69 or 70 minutes. So there is a growing trend that if you start for the bunnies, you're going to be getting some big minutes. So, Sounds good. Yeah, so he could definitely, is that price break even to 28, I think he's definitely going to easily. Do that, especially if he does seventy minutes. He could be a he could be a nice little bagger there, a little bit of a forty four, maybe forty five er Corbs in him. I'll have interest on him.
4: Yeah, until Kalani, uh, Kalani comes in and takes his spot. <laughs> he just, is he, is he wanting <laughs> or- no? Nah, nah, it's, it's wanting more than um, than actually going to get. Yeah, he's a good one now, and uh, I think there is going to be a couple of those guys. I mean all of us so-called experts are just predicting a lot of things at the moment. So he's one that caught a few of us off guard because <laughs> Did you just everyone. call yourself had...
2: an expert?
0: No,
4: he said not, not experts. So I said
1: so-called.
0: No, he said
2: so-called. So he's calling himself an expert.
4: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much saying that we're not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there, there's going to be a few players like that that are just going to catch us off guard or and coaches in the NRL with – Positions and players in certain spots come uh, next Tuesday.
2: Yeah, I agree. Now, Andy, you've been looking at this guy. You stole him from me on the weekend because I was silly enough to drop him. I'm hoping that he's, he starts in reserve grade. But coming in at 364K, break even at 27. Was his rookie year last year at a tender age of 29? <laughs> Ownership of just under 7%. But Andrew Davey, your namesake.
0: He's an unusual – hey, we've got Josh Curran and Andrew Davey. <laughs> it's an unusual one. And just here in WACO when you talking earlier – it is a bit of a worrying sort of uh, issue with him possibly not starting because he's obviously ha- was in mm. – he come on the bench on that right side, which is Siernan's side. So weird, eh? So I don't know if that's maybe just, I don't know, chuck him on the field and see what he does or it's actually mm. – that's where he's going to back up. But he did play two games on the edge of a Parramatta with an average of 53 fantasy points. Games too, right? Yeah. pretty decent. And I think it all just tells into his story. He's, he's very late, but – Coming in you know, at 28 years old, he just he wants it and he's hungry, so he's going to work for it. So if he does get that spot, he mm. will fight to keep it. So there's some positives there in that sort of mental uh, game.
2: He's got some good, nice balance between his base stats too, right? Like he's hitting some nice not only meters and also getting through his tackles. Yeah, a bit of some a workhorse. Nice course. little tackle breaks in there too. So man.
0: if it is a TLT pick. Duck, obviously, don't put him in your team now until next week, Tuesday, and you see him in the number 11 or 12. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, just put him on the watch list. He's got 6.6% ownership, uh, and he's break-even to
2: 28. Yeah, this is why I think draft should be 20 players, because I didn't want to <laughs> drop him, but I had no choice with Tommy Turbo going. Down.
0: Oh, I feel you. I've got m on my team. I don't know. We we'll would
2: dominate. Us three would dominate with 20 players. Because like, <sighs> we pick all the good ones. We could actually pick 20. I, think, I feel that only a handful of us could pick 20 players. Like everyone just be some of the picking. Boys in what's our, an expect average? Some of the guys struggle to pick 13 and know who they are.
0: Oh, like, there was a, f- a few picks. They were just like, what?
4: Wasn't there, wasn't there one bloke that didn't realize there was edge and mids when he rocked up <laughs> yeah. to the draft?
2: Yeah.
0: Like, you are in trouble, son.
2: <laughs> All right, boys. Let's move on to maybe the guy that might even be the Dalian winner this year. I'm giving myself a ticker. <laughs> Jordan Ricky, I told you about this guy deep into last year. You wouldn't believe me. I've been sending you pictures of his guns ever since all through summer. Pretty Jordan Ricky comes in at a break even to twenty six. He will never be a pod anymore because they must have listened all those people in Fiji <laughs> must have just been spreading the news about my love for Jordan Ricky because ownership's thirty two percent. Wow. Probably thirty one percent in Fiji for sure. But realistically, I think you you're gonna miss the boat because just having a look even at his early form this year. He hit a 50 in All-Stars, and I know it's just All-Stars, but it's still a fast game. He's troll over the weekend. Defensive joggernaut. He was hitting everyone. He scored 34 in one half. So the biggest thing I like about him, I know that Terry Madison was calling him raw, and you can see parts of his game that are raw, and it's his pretty much his discipline and also his running game. So for someone that is touted as a very good attacking player, he's, he's average like, meters per game. He still needs to get a lot more involved. He's only averaging around 65, but... His base stats include 37 tackles. For a rookie, that's very good. Two tackle breaks a game. And, you know, realistically, round, he's he started twice. So, round sorry, he's had two big games, right? Round 17, he came off the bench for 48 minutes. He scored 56. That's against Penrith. So, another good team. But he did cop a two-game suspension. Got a little bit crazy. So, he's going to have to turn that down a little bit, Richard. is that discipline. Just because you're pretty does not mean you can just take it out <laughs> on everyone. Round 20, he got his first start against the Cowboys. Chopped out of fifty over eighty minutes. This guy can play eighty minutes as well as a rookie. So that right edge is vacant. I'm telling ya, boys. Sick of sending these photos of his gun.
4: getting He's a smoky.
0: He's a smoky for the bloat team, surely. <laughs> mate, apparently,
2: like Kempi's telling me that he might even get a captaincy. Oh, wow, he's that's that a hot. Cool. He's that hot.
0: <laughs> oh, you, you, you got, you're blushing, mate. You're, you're getting flustered.
2: Is that the first guy to get a tick and how good of this, play. <laughs> Thank God I control this thing. Yeah, I know. All right, boys, let's go to the guns. I know you two have plenty to talk about. Corby, why don't we start with you with Angus Crichton? Because I know you're a huge fan.
4: Yeah, if, if you're listening, and this one's going to double up on the mids because that's another tick, another feather to his hat. So Already, <laughs> should, Angus. Should be, should be wearing a hat with that shit haircut of his and he needs to find a razor for that terrible gating. Oh, I love but it. But Angus Crichton is is my first pick, and talking to a few blokes that know what they're doing, uh, they've all got the same idea. He's just – you've got to get him. That duel's massive. Like, looking at his stats from that game on the weekend, I mean, he was going up a pretty decent team in the Raiders, who I've got they're going to push for that premiership. Mm. Not sure on the minutes, but check out some of these other stats. Like, he had a try assist, 20 hit-ups – Post contact meters, ninety four. <laughs> Average run meters one hundred eighty nine. He's yeah, so that was twenty runs. He had a line break, nine tackle breaks, uh, one line break assist, six offloads. Had two missed tackles, but that's the only chink in his armor. Oh, he had two errors as well, but you expect those sort of things like that happens in trials. Um, just getting that game fitness game uh, play back, but yeah. he. That, that's crazy, and, and you could tell. Like, everyone that was watching was just like, "This guy is killing it." So, yeah, as an owner, uh, you would be frothing on that one, and in, in draft, but in classic, as I said, he's got to be your first pick. He's going to be pushing the uh, the nine hundred and floating around that nine hundred k. I reckon he'll push the mill at one point in the season.
2: I'm projecting he's going to average seventy. Like he is going to have a huge year this year. He's getting.
4: Someone, someone
2: get him off those buttons. <laughs> he gets both. But, Andy, let's go after you. Probably one of the you know gun edges is David Feeder, much loved as well. He's he's tapping out at something like 30% ownership as well, but his break even's around 52, if I'm getting that right, Andy. Uh, I thought it was
0: 55. Hang on. Okay.
2: Sorry, my stats might be wrong. For some reason, I did write this down before, and now I can't even understand my own writing. So,
0: break-even is 53.
2: Back at 53. Have you got the price there?
0: Sorry to Yeah, 700. 710.
2: 710. 710. So big ownership, but why are you going after Fafida man? He's
0: uh, he's got definitely got pedigree. Uh it, like, first six games last year, first five um up uh, before he got injured, uh sixty two fancy points. So mm-hmm. when you're getting a player who can put out those uh kind of scores at seven hundred and ten, it's it's a it's almost like a it's a moral. A happy for feeder is a dangerous for feeder. And he looks happy with all the new recruits of the Titans there. Uh, a sneaky little stat here for yeah. his uh, 100, uh, 100 club game. <sighs> Round 23, 2019. Made two line breaks, 17 tackle busts, scored two tries. That it, For a player that has those ceilings, when you're paying 710 that's that's awesome, man. and yeah, And everyone knows he can do that any time he wants to. Like I just feel like... If you don't get him now, you're going to miss out. Mm. Yeah, they, he's one of my uh, guns for for this no, guy. No, I like him.
2: I'll give you one because you haven't had one yet. <laughs> but the guy I like is actually Luciano Lealua. He was great, Corbs. You've got him in your in your draft team now. But 705k break even at 53, very low ownership of three percent. When you're kind of comparing, Fafita's got ten times that ownership. But what I like about him last year, when he come to the Tigers, really thrived under the Madge. This, they're putting him on the left edge again this year, and they're they're joining him with his brother Joey. He missed the trial over the weekend, but you can see Luke Brooks. He's those two are combining very very well. What I do like, he played all twenty games last year, so when you think about not needing to trade anyone out, he had the exact same averages for Fafita. Had a really a couple of huge games as well. He scored a hundred against Broncos one game and another eighty, I think it was against the Knights. But what I like about Leilua as an alternative to Fafita is. No one owns him as much. Drewability, he's just proven he can go for an entire season without missing one game. He's unlikely to be playing origin, so you never need to kind of – you're not going to miss him, so he's going to get a bit of a rest. So you're going to save on trades as well. Reliability's there, and if he's going to be – if they're going to be scoring at the exact same rate, like Fafita's going to be playing origin this year, and he hasn't got the best track record with injury over the last couple of years as well. So maybe Lure instead of Fafita. It's a good case.
0: Yeah. He did absolutely kill it at the trials.
2: Oh, how good was he? He was playing with under thirteen. I'm saying that, that Manly halfback, he was ragged up. <laughs> he was not good. He was like 12 or something. That Schuster? No, no, it was the other guy. Uh,
4: no, it was Perum. Yeah. Uh, Perum for the Warriors.
2: No, 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 no. I mean, Leilu. Sorry, mate. Oh, sorry. For,
4: yeah, for yeah sorry. All
2: right, moving on. Uh, Corby, let's bring you in. When oh, we stay at the Warriors, actually. Torhu Harris. Dual position. He's got a nice 807k break even to 60. He had a huge year. One of the best fantasy plays there. But 10% ownership, so could be a little bit of value. What do you see?
4: Yeah, I, the there's a bit of a gut feel just from the talking to the uh, the coach assistant coach for the Warriors was, oh, was Justin life, Morgan. There. Justin Morgan. But then even the just looking at the rotation with that one hooker and uh, from all reports, he should be back pretty early. It, it, just that talk that he's going to sort of switch between the edge and the middle and rack up, uh, up those minutes, I think he's a he's a good safe bet just for the one of those forwards to tick over. So I've sort of got him on par with a Jake Trebojevic mm. in that area. The thing that gets him over the line, though, is exactly what you talked about before, is he's not going to play Origin. I always like to have a few of those yeah, good true. Kiwi fantasy players just because you know that they're – Yeah, they're not going to be lost for a few games with that origin period and sometimes can be rested when they come back from a game that they can play even after those origin games. Like It's not just the the three weekends. So, um, yeah, his 60 average is just solid as, um, and yeah, the talk that he wants to go and play in the middle where he does get those better points and the coaches are sort of leaning towards letting him have a bit of time in there and then also just get a breather rather than on the sideline out on yeah. the edge. that That's massive. Yeah, he's a machine but- in the
2: middle. I, I loved him last year when he was going. I'm still surprised they haven't tried the right edge to the middle again, because I think he can play 80 that way.
4: See,
0: dual position. Yep. Oh, makes him so, so loose. Another
2: valuable player. But, any, let's end with you. And this is a very interesting kind of topic now. Ryan Madison, 807K, break even of 60, 5.7%. He is your captain in your draft team, but... A little bit of you know huge news from last week. He's switching over to the left edge. Bit of worry in
0: my head. Uh, I did pick him over Harris. I was seventh in the draft and I picked him. Yeah, Purely for his his stats I had earlier. So he had a, a game of five. You take that out, he's actually, his average was 64 fantasy points. Mm. Which puts him, I think it's uh, fifth overall. What was that game against the Tigers. He got overall. knocked out, right? Yeah. So I think it's a tough one because I had the stats up earlier. Parra scored 25 tries on the left side yeah. last year. That's with uh, winger, sec- centre, second row, To so, compared to the right side's 13. So that would have been a good stat if Moses didn't swap over as well. Yeah. So Moses and Dylan are swapping sides. So it's a little bit of uncertainty. But look, left side strong side. We'll stick with that. Look, like, it's a natural way of passing your football. Everyone sort of – every team usually favours that left side. There's, every now and then they go to the right. But – Look, if he's got Opacek on his outside, like you were saying to me, we had a convo. Um, Jennings could be the he was the start reason why they could have went to the left a lot. Yeah, with Opacek there, he's I think he averages half as much as uh, Jenko. tackle breaks as Jenko did. Yeah. So maybe that also could suit Madison because he has to create a bit more ball than what was it would have been expected. Mm. It's it's uncertainty, and I'm a bit worried because he's my captain in, in fantasy. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess for a classic side of things, boys, it's not a bad thing, especially if he takes a little while to adjust. Like, there's going to be a stage where Ryan Madison does score 60 again during the season, I feel. Mm. But there is a slow, a slight adjustment. Just say he starts averaging like 52, 53, that price level might drop down. Like, you can't have everyone at 807K, but if he drops down 100 grand, you might be able to fit him into the cap.
0: I think that might be my play. I might just leave him. Maybe see how he goes on the left side. Uh, look, if he scores a 60 first game, he's not going to rise that much in price if you want to do a straight spot with someone. But yeah. I mean, you are definitely got to have Angus in your team and then your edges is where you can sort of play around with another gun.
2: No, I totally agree. Well, another great show, boys. Hope everyone got something out of that. Normal – actually, if you could, if you can call the Talking League hotline now on 028405 7947, we will be doing our first Q&A show during that first week – of the NRL season. So, but before that, tomorrow on the show, with the GOAT, Jeremy Lattimore, he'll join us for a bit of a laugh and then a few predictions as well. And we'll also be talking about the middle position. To wrap things up on Sunday, we'll be doing between the 23 of us, our so NRL 2021 predictions. And we're joined by Denim Kemp from Bloke in the Bar. We're also joined by the Rugby League Guru and also NRL Roast. So plenty in store before we kick off. But boys, appreciate your work tonight
4: loved it call back. yeah good fun good see fun boys later. see you later see you listeners